Welcome to the podcast, let me start by saying that one of them is trans and the other one's gay, but they both like to talk, yeah they contemplate. Um, none of that matters, this is role play. <laughs> there you go, we've pressed a button and oh. everything is live. Oh god, our first ever podcast. First ever. First ever. <laughs> Can you still hear me properly in there? I wish I could say I was a podcast virgin, but I'm not. No. No, I'm a slut. <laughs> this so is true. We're going to have to crop that straight out. Are we? No, everything stays in. <laughs> right, so. Um, yeah, okay. Sorry, um, for the listeners here, we have brand new equipment. And we're, we're trying to work out how to deal with this. But we're both just fascinated it's very by glowy. How, how bright it is. If um, you um, follow us on Instagram... You can see it. Yeah, you can see our bright, (laughs) coloured, red, long microphone. I was going to say amplifier. I like... Sophie's already had it in her mouth. She loves to wrap it around stuff. I held on to the mic stand at the same time, just for stability. It was pretty stable. (laughs) (laughs) Strong and stable, like our government. (laughs) Go Brexit. (laughs) (laughs) Right, so... Um, this is the first episode of our roleplay podcast where we're just going to chat shit about getting hit and grappling. Well, I'm not going to talk about getting hit because I don't want to get hit. I've talked about this a lot, but you get hit. You punch people. Yeah. yeah. Do you yeah. still punch people? Nearly last night, a couple of times. <laughs> <laughs> like in a professional sense. Oh, a professional not, sense. Not because um, you like to drink. Not Well, not as often as I used to, but if someone said combat jiu-jitsu now i'd be game i'd pop some throw some slaps in (sighs) yeah (laughs) more than that right it that actually leads me on quite well to uh one of the things that i want to talk about which is uh battle grapple which we went to yesterday yes like um i went with a couple of people um hayley was there she was competing i'll talk about her fight in a minute but I was also there with a girl called Romani, who's quite new to jiu-jitsu. Mm-hmm. And um, she was telling me about how she doesn't understand nogi and she doesn't like it. And then <laughs> as she was saying that, uh, we got to... I can't remember who was fighting, but they were both... Um, you know, like the collar tie, when they go to grab yeah. the back of the neck and stuff. They were doing, like, the slap <laughs> as they come through, like, punching like the Like the prick version of it. Yeah. Yeah. And, like, one of them was doing it more than the other. Did you see the girls, like, proper palm palm face in each other? Which it's, one? Ah, uh, they were, like... I, don't... I was, I was so were, impressed I with Yaz's fight. Names. Because, um... <laughs> the whole of Battle Grapple, I was taken aback by how much neon face there was. <laughs> Like, I'm thinking of switching up my game because I think the world needs more neon face. Like, mm. it's a good transition. <laughs> or on neck. Like, why not? Why go to north-south when you can drop your shin across their throat? Yeah, but it is, like... I would if it was MMA. Mm. But sometimes I'm just like, you're doing it in BJJ. Like, yeah. you're either... Fair enough if you're going to actually be successful with it and put on an armbar, but yeah, if you're just doing it to be a dick, 
Yeah. But that's it. Like they're not doing it to be a dick though. Like one thing that I wasn't like well, I say I wasn't overly happy with. Like it's a legit move, but like I don't know, I've just been taught that it was kind of a bit of a dick move. Um the guy who was fighting Ed Ingermills kept covering his face. It was like oh, palm to in his like, face. Yes, yeah. Limitate the breathing. It's like how what's your opinion on that? Oh, it's hard, it's scrappy, it's mm. entertaining, but like I it... think for a different audience. Mm. My point of view is, I like beautiful Brazilian jiu-jitsu, and if you can't do it without being scrappy, then mm. go back and train. <laughs> <laughs> be better. Be better, be better at jiu-jitsu. Um, I don't know, I think that becomes more combat, um, jiu-jitsu, more... Mm. I don't know. If you and your partner have agreed on it, come on then, let's make this dirty and entertaining, then fair mm. enough. Like, if I was in a fight and someone said, come on, like, we'll cover each other's mouths, knee on face, like, <laughs> this, I'd be like, yeah, okay. But... Sounds like you're warming up for, like, sex talk. <laughs> come on, I'll cover your face. <laughs> yeah. I'll cover it if you cover mine. <laughs> no, but... Yeah, if I was... If I just went into a fight and then some girl started, like slapping me around the head yeah. I'd, I'd just it would rile me up i'd mm. probably end up boxing her <laughs> well yeah like the guy that it was happening to like he switched off like the third time it happened and just started doing it back which i thought was quite funny um so what was your favorite fight Obviously, I'm always going to be biased. and I. <laughs> You're allowed to be biased. Uh, but like... Well, it's hard because I think it's one of them. If you're watching, watching fight, in all honesty, I'd always say like my favourite fight was Laura because I love Laura to bits. She's like one of my best mates. Mm. But on a scale of like entertainment value than Jacob, um, he he's phenomenal anyway. That's the guy who fought uh, Andy Monzolo. Yeah. The judo guy. Yeah. Like, his jiu-jitsu was phenomenal through the whole thing. Like, like that was legitimately my favourite fight. I can't even tell you. Like, rolling with Jacob, it's over in three seconds. And I'm <laughs> That sounded so wrong. Sorry, Sylvia. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, Jacob is insane. There's... I think given a couple of years, if he starts to enjoy competing and took it seriously, I think he'll be, like, one of the world's best Mm. um, competitors. He's entertaining. He... His lapel game is insane. When I've rolled with him, his pressure is just horrendous. And I was trying to explain that, because obviously I was with my friend Katrina, who is a white belt, only done a couple of classes. Mm. And... It's easy to think that... The bloke underneath was not trying to move at one point, and I was yeah. like, "He will be trying so hard, but the pressure of that mount, he just won't be able to move, mm. and there's just no stopping." Because his yeah. guard game looked really good. Yeah, like unstoppable. The leverage he gets off your lapel and oh his spider God. and everything—it's it's ridiculous. He, the sweep he did. He from... sweep. He will sweep me within a second. I'll go up and there's just two grips and I'm gone. It's insane. <laughs> it's really, really good. Um, but no, it was an impressive fight. I think he was entertaining to watch as well. Yeah. You know, he's very... He's professional but cheeky. Yeah. And I liked that. So, you know, him looking at 
his look watch, at his watch. <laughs> and go in. Um, I thought we were here to fight. Yeah. Yeah, like I just, I just think he's a very talented young man who's yeah. going to go far. BJJ, and he's a nice lad as well. So, hopefully, you know he does. Mm. So, fingers crossed. Fingers crossed. What did you like about it? I am always impressed by people's hip movement because mine's so shit. So, like, the way he was, uh, like, working from the garden, like, just literally getting his hips up, switching around. The lapel game was amazing. Uh, the sweep he did from close guard to mount, where he... Whoops. Ow! <laughs> oh! <laughs> Ow! Shut your mouth. Why are you being like this? I told you. <laughs> if you annoyed me, you get a slap. <laughs> um, what was it? Yeah, he pulled, like, the, the jacket, had his foot in it, and he just swept him around. It was just so effortless and beautiful it's just like is that the one where he transitioned it to the triangle or the umaplata from it I think he might have gone for an umaplata attempt from yeah. it it but was yeah like everything like every He's, single movement was beautiful he has taught that at GB Birmingham once um let me see if I can remember it and I'll um, pass it on it's never going to be taught correctly but <laughs> I will pass on a above average version <laughs> Thank you so much. It's okay, I'm just giving like that. I'm charitable. Oh, oh. But you've got tiny legs, so I don't know how good it's going to be. Okay, <laughs> calm down. <laughs> I, I refuse. <laughs> I was going to say something so politically not correct, so I'm just going to not Do say it. it. Do no. it. <laughs> What's the point of having this platform if you can't be? No. <laughs> what I was going to say was so bad. Okay. So, so bad. Right, that's fine. Okay. Leave it to the. I was going to say reader's imagination, but it's not. It's no. I am. Um, leave it to the listener's imagination. Like, um, we do have a, a Patreon that I'm going to be setting up, and part of that is written transcripts from the whole episode. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to get them typed out so that people can just read through it if they don't want to listen to it. Mm-hmm. Very my, inclusive. I know, I know. Like, why should deaf people not be able to get on board with your bands? That's my thing. But the deaf people will probably wish that they couldn't hear the bands <laughs> or read it. No, they wish they couldn't hear your fake. accent. The bands are fine. That's just insulting. That's very, very insulting to Brummy people. It's not Brummy people, it's you specifically. It just. You know, I'm absolutely slated today. You're not even from Birmingham. You're from Worcestershire. You're such a beg. So, like, okay. What's a beg? Like. How do I explain what a beg is? Just someone that... Like a homeless need, person? Like, no, no. In need? Don't bring in homeless people into this. I don't deserve this. <laughs> but, um, like, wishing for something that you didn't have, so you beg for it. Like, you just... Oh. Is that some Birmingham slang? And or some Worcestershire I... slang that you've picked up? Worcestershire. Worcestershire. You want some Worcestershire sauce? Worcestershire sauce. Worcestershire sauce. Worcester. Worcestershire sauce. Worcestershire. That's a brummy term, I'm guessing, then. Okay. Okay. Comment below if you know what. <laughs> you fucking beg. Okay, sorry. We're really diverting away from Brazilian jiu-jitsu. <laughs> that's fine. Like, it. that's the thing. I don't want it to be strictly about Brazilian jiu-jitsu, because, like, as much as I want to promote the sport, I also just like talking to you. I think it's funny. Because <laughs> I'm just... Wonderful. 
yeah, you're all right as a person. Well, if I was a great person, you would have actually came over and found me last night. But instead, you just left me to sit with all the alcohol. Yeah, yeah. I'm not a big fan of alcohol, but also, like, I messaged you four times today and you didn't respond. So it's a bit of give and take. Yeah, that is true. (laughs) I was, in all honesty, I got up hungover. Um, I (laughs) had to drive from... Leatherhead all the way over to Worcestershire, Worcestershire, and then from there deal with a family party. Um, I did run off for some introverted time at some point, um, which seems silly considering I haven't seen my family in such a long time. And then come back over Brackley Way to see you. So. And I messaged you then. <laughs> yeah, you did. Uh, as you were leaving, which was nice. Like I'm a, I'm a big fan. <laughs> of, like I will be better. I will do better next time. Wow. Like I messaged you at like what quarter to ten, and I was like, what time are we doing this? Like you know, trying to plan my day around it. <laughs> are you bringing up the time logs now? No, Don't no. Don't you dare do that. That's I'm bringing. I'm looking. OTT. I'm looking at something that I wanted to talk about because you know i'm multitasking that's my problem i'm i'm just so great at you know looking at you don't see in that way well that's the thing i'm completely distracted because i'm looking for a specific word in a whole load of stuff and i can't find it can you not search for that specific word no because it's in a group and do you know what group it was in yeah i'm in the group now Oh, wait, no, I'm in the wrong group. Oh, it's well, fine. Oh, wow, wow. Well, we've <laughs> some, right. Don't have a go at me. I'm, look, I'm an amazing person, nine times out of ten. And I I don't like that you want to hurt my feelings in this way. Anyway. Okay. Did you find what you're looking for? No, I, I want to continue talking. I like, still haven't found what I'm looking for. <laughs> um, right, so... Let's talk through the women's fight. Okay. Because, it. like, all five were superb. Like, there was some Very excellent technical. jiu-jitsu on display. I've never been a fan of 50-50, but watching the girls fight yesterday, like, there were some excellent displays. As in Sam Cooke's fight. Sam Cooke's fight Because that was, was just, like, 50-50 heaven, wasn't it? Like, <laughs> and... like it was... Pure, technical, yeah. amazing. And, like, I'm a big fan of Bradley as well. Like, yeah. I love him to pieces. And, like, hearing him on the corner, like, just... Um, like, obviously he did it through Sam's fight, but he did it through a, a couple of other fights as well. But he's just, like... He's very much just, like, a couple of words, like, pull there, do this, move that. <laughs> and I was just like, yeah. damn, I love that guy. He's so great at... <laughs> Like, he's such an insane coach, and I was so lucky to be under him at times, and he just tells you exactly what you need to know at the right time. Mm. And um, I think that's why also Laura's so good in coaching, because she's learnt so much from Bradley. Because every time when I've had competitions and fights, I'm like, Laura, can you come and help me? She's like, no, I hate your gut. (laughs) (laughs) She she loves me. She's always there. Um, And she comes... And I'll listen to her because she just tells me this. And then it's like, Browlio will be there. And you've got the armbar and he's going, armbar, armbar, armbar. And it's like, okay, I've, 
Braulio, calm down. I've got the armbar. Give me some advice on how to make the armbar better. <laughs> so that that's the thing. Like the likes of Bradley, who and Laura and all them, like who can give you specific couple of words that yeah. you can hear and are quite clear and precise. It just makes they stand the out so from much the, easier. The voices yeah. that are coming through, yeah. definitely. Like I was up in the corner. Um, by like the director so me being able to hear him like obviously it's going to come through on the stage yeah <laughs> I also found though the music playing while they were fighting I was like at one point I I would have had to have stopped the fight because they started playing Michael Jackson I'd have had to have gone it wasn't oh. Michael Jackson it was a song that sounded like Leave Me Alone, but it wasn't Leave no, Me Alone. No, there was a... No, was there, there was 100% really? a Michael Jackson song came on, or a Jackson Brothers song. Okay. And I was like, I'd have to get up and stop that fight and ask for a different song. <laughs> <laughs> it wouldn't be... It's like... Yeah, just... No, can we have that off, please? You're putting me off. Why? Um, What's wrong with Michael Jackson? Like, well... I'm intrigued now. Let's not get onto that because we all know what he could or could not have been. Um, <laughs> okay. But I would just rather not listen to music of those who could be accused. Well, to be honest, I wouldn't want to listen to music of people that shared beds with little boys at a strange age, and it's that's just a bit creepy. Enough. So I just don't. And that's why I was having such a attack with uh, the ladies get together when Chris Brown was playing all for it I remember I turned around to Katrina I was like don't you think it's great having such an inspiring day full of women coming together to like learn self-defense and martial arts and throughout you've got a woman beater playing it's really great it's, I love it yeah like that's a bit <laughs> sorry that's a bit <laughs> it is a bit weird like stuff like that really confuses me I have a very passionate view on um, successful people who continue to be successful after doing shitty things. Well, abusers, essentially. Mm. Like, I've got... Like, I'm all for people coming back from um, that word that I can't remember now. Like, controversy. But there are certain things that you think that there would be more of a price to pay for it. Yeah. Like, he not only admitted it, but he beat the shit out of Rihanna. Yeah. Like, how does he still have a music career? I get that he's super talented, but, like, for everyone to have just forgotten it. Is he super talented, though? Because his music's shit. <laughs> like, honestly. <laughs> he's an alright dancer. I mean, to the Chris Brown fans out there. Um, <laughs> but he's shit. <laughs> if you listen to Chris Brown, don't listen to this podcast. <laughs> I'll put just, a disclaimer out yeah. as a, in the description. So, you know, just it's not the podcast for you. <laughs> we'll be talking about this a lot in every episode. Every episode, Chris, <laughs> my hate for Chris Brown will be brought up. I might just sign it off each week. And this was Sophie. Chris Brown's a wanker. <laughs> Sorry, I've really like diverted away from the female fights that yeah. happened with um, <coughs> Team Brexit, Team UK. <laughs> I love the guy who kept shouting, come on, England. Like, oh, God, yeah. <laughs> Did you, I'm pretty sure it was one of his guys that I had um, a go at at the bar. Love it. And, well, apparently I was like, shouldn't have done it, but the bar women loved me. 
um, went to get went to get drinks, and this, but the sweet little bar lady went, oh, have you um you know, what flavour J T J two O did they want? And he went, I don't know, just pick whatever one. Does it really matter? <laughs> and I looked in disbelief, and I was like, don't say anything, don't say anything. It's not any of your business. Don't say anything. So trying not to say anything I got my order and the girl tapped um said to me she was like oh um do you want do you mind if I tap it obviously to pay with my card and I was like no go ahead and he was like oh could, do you mind tapping for mine too oh. and I turned around with the fiercest look and I was like you know what I would have if you weren't just a fucking asshole to that woman but you know what you were such an asshole then and he was like what what do you mean and I was like oh well, the way you just spoke to her about the J2O when she politely asked you what flavour you'd want was so abrupt and horrible. And mm. he was going, um, well, it wasn't. Mm, mm. Well, I'm sorry then. And I was like, oh, that's good. At least you're sorry. Maybe you'll be aware of your behaviour next time. Yeah. And he just didn't know what to say then. And I was just like, Did he say you. Brexit means Brexit? Because <laughs> <laughs> it sounds like that was the next word that were going to come probably, out of his mouth. Probably. <laughs> you what? bottled him <laughs> <laughs> so Laura's fight yeah let's get back to that <laughs> what were your like did you have any like highlights throughout it did you was there anything that really stood out that you enjoyed I think well Laura being able to just stand up with that absolute beast of a woman <laughs> she was fighting um but obviously nothing surprised me with Laura um mm. she's so strong I think it was just a really well matched on styles fight and it, mm. there was so much um technicality that it was hard to even see from when we we're sitting on the grip side to the breaking side and i think um the girl did a really good job at changing law like stalling laura quite a bit i think given more time obviously we saw laura take mm. her pass and take the back right in the last second but I think given more time, Laura would have broke her down and yeah. got the submission. Um, I think it's a really tough one because when they're matching so well on technicality mm. is that it would have came down to endurance then and capitalising on mistakes. Mm. But when you're fresh into a fight, it's never going to really happen at that level mm. in within that time frame to start off the fight. Does that... Yeah. Yeah. Um, like, I have to hand it to the guys at Battle Grapple. Like, every single fight was really well matched. Yeah. Like, there was never, like, a, a disparity between, like, skill levels or anything. Like, they matched different um, styles and approaches really well. Mm -hmm. There wasn't... There wasn't a... Like, whilst there was some 50-50, there wasn't, like, a lot of just... There was no real boring matches. Like everyone was looked like they were trying to progress to something new. Like the the rule sets were great. Like I think no gi there was it was just open to mm. like all submissions. Uh, I think gi was IBJJF. Um, but like you didn't really see people using the the format to like just not lose. Like most people wanted to go on to win. So like I think there was one or two matches where I would have describe them as both people don't want to lose so it's like they get tight grips and it's like 
yeah just stored there for a little bit while everyone's trying to figure out what they want to do but most of the fights it was like past progression past progression past progression it was no massive i agree with that um i think what i would like to see though i would have liked to have saw with the team world versus team uk that having no time limit for each fight that would have been interesting yeah because i feel like it would have just added to the event that yeah um like forcing a finish yeah i think and i think when you have no time limit um it frees you up yeah and i think people stop trying to hold on for like you know for 10 minutes or yeah do that i think there's more fun that comes with it like i remember when i saw um bradley versus tom breeze compete once and i think they were going for like i think it was like 45 minutes into the fight and <laughs> and bradley did a flying armbar on tom breeze and won but it was like yeah even for that it's like i don't know mm. even for um yeah, like there was just a couple of fights I was a bit like, oh, it could yeah. do with everyone just going a little bit for a submission rather yeah. than being a bit too technical. Like a couple of them finished just as someone was about to go for a submission. Yeah. And you were just like, oh, <laughs> just a little while longer. I think um, Leonie Munslow's fight was great. Um, oh my God. In the sense that was just a great technical fight. Mm. Um, both were going for stuff both were stopping stuff I, I just loved that fight I said to Leone after I was like it was a really good fight and she's like yeah that's only because my tip fell out <laughs> yeah um, we saw some readjustment but like the strength of that woman like mm. just constantly lifting her up pushing her out and trying to go down and yeah. my favourite thing of the whole competition was Sam in the stands, calling out to Leone. Yeah. <laughs> I love how posh she is. It's like the greatest thing on the planet. It's like, push the knee down, push it down. It's amazing. <laughs> yeah, my personal favourite was okay, was when she went, grab the foot. No, the, the other foot. <laughs> that was my favourite. That was my favourite of it. But them two are like great though. Oh yeah. Well, they're all the girls that performed are, so... Christine McDonough. Mm. I was sat next to her parents and they were amazing. Like they were so into it. Like they were like they're probably the only parents that I've seen that aren't like um what's it called? Like they don't have like kid kids thing where they're like shouting from the sidelines. Yeah. Like they're so into like their daughter fighting and just the fights in general. Like they have an understanding of like jujitsu and stuff and like Oh, just experiencing them, experiencing her win that fight was literally amazing. It made my night. <laughs> but her fight was so good. I'm trying to um, think of like what was my favourite moment of that fight. Hmm. And then there's a part of me that thinks whether it was the fact that I spilt a load of whiskey down me at the no, it was a great fight. I really did. <laughs> You're all about that alcohol consumption. I looked like such an alcoholic, like coming up them stairs. You don't not just all look it the, though. Not all. Okay, I was acting like it. Too. No, not all of them drinks were for me though. 
I don't believe that for a moment. Katrina was on it too. Yeah. <laughs> She's worth. <laughs> I shouldn't call her by a proper name in an interview. Why not? That's Lady One. <laughs> She's an FBI agent. Um, I want to talk about Yaz. Like, yeah. her jiu-jitsu was simply superb. How she survived the um the toe was it a toe hold? Yeah. Like they both had a toe hold, and like just seeing how her foot was bending, I was like, oh my god! You know what? Someone tap. You know, what I did think was really good though is she was and I don't know whether it was on purpose but she, they were right near the edge of the mat and I she think that le- was on purpose and she let go of the toe hold she had and like scurried off the mat so they had to get recentered and I was like that's very very good com- competition like yeah. like compe- like a competitive mindset I was like that is a really good decision because I remember Katrina turned around to him and was like Oh, why did she do that? I was like, so they could get recentered. Yeah. I was like, I would have done but the same. But they didn't recenter; they reset. Completely. Yeah, sorry, yeah. They stood them up, yeah. so that was even better. And like, they stood them up a few times, and like, I can kind of understand why. But like, you could see that Yaz just wanted to get on with it, and mm. like, when they kept standing them up and then recentering them, and um, like Yaz was just going straight back into the techniques and the referee was still trying to position them. It's like, she was there and she just wants to start. She doesn't want to wait for you to go, yeah. oh, oh, everything looks okay. Like, she's there to fight. Yeah. Essentially. Um, I, I get that you want to make sure that everything's where it was, but like, she's one of the most experienced competitors we've got in the UK and I think she knows where she was. Like, <laughs> but, um, Honestly, and like I, the one thing that really surprised me was how prepared her opponent was. Because like, have you, have you ever rolled with Yaz? No. I haven't rolled with her like personally, but I've heard that her close guard game is insane. Like literally, and then every time she went to get her guard round, you could see that um, the girl she was fighting like she wanted to be first to it, Mm. and like. But then again, like, it's just, Yaz is such an experienced competitor where she just, like, doesn't phase her, goes straight into plan two, and then off through. Yeah. Like, I'm a bit disappointed that there wasn't a finish to the fight, because, like, the amount of submission attempts that happened in the fight, like, I really think it deserved one, but, like, it doesn't mean that it wasn't an amazing fight. Yeah. It was great. No, it was great. I remember, um... Katrina was just whispering in my ear most of the fight going, she's got an amazing set of shoulders on her. Great, great back. I wish I had shoulders like that. I was like, watch the fight. (laughs) It's quite entertaining watching fights with people that don't have a clue what's happening there. This is true. This is true. I quite enjoy it. But like, I just kept making stupid comments to Romani who was sat beside me through the whole thing. And, um, like, I don't really roll no ghee. I like the ghee too much. Um, and I kept saying, like, I don't know. It looks like it's just missing kissing. <laughs> <laughs> um, but what I will say is the highlight of the event 
the horn. <laughs> the horn that went off at the end. Where it's just like, <laughs> like a disappointed child. <laughs> you were in a better position than I was. Was it an actual horn? Because Haley was convinced that it was just a guy going, huh, into the mic. <laughs> it's actually just me. <laughs> just employed me for the night. Oh, ten minutes. <laughs> It's fine. It's fine. It's why. It's why we do this. Wait a sec. This so you can have to edit that clap. <laughs> what you making noises? Oh, just oh no, I can't say it. I honestly can't say it. Can't say what? I can't say the joke <gasps> in my head. Oh, fair enough. That's fine. I think I can figure it out. What are you figuring out? <laughs> it's definitely something sexual. No. What the fuck are you talking about then? What's can this so edited? Are you, would you edit this out if I just say what's going to be said now? Sure. No, I can't, <laughs> <laughs> I can't even bring myself to say it. One sec, my, um, my headphones are coming off just for the second. Take it off so I can whisper to you. <laughs> yeah, you can't oh. say that. <laughs> I'm... <laughs> I'm glad we stopped. <coughs> um, I'm back on the next note. You've just, but, I've just been lowered in expectations, haven't I? Yeah, pretty much. Um, <laughs> I've just been invited to another wedding. Why? People like me, I don't know why. I don't know why either. Especially don't know why after I've told you that joke. <laughs> It wasn't even a joke, it was just a slander. Yeah, that is true. <laughs> um, <laughs> right. So, yeah, um, Battle Grapple 6, literally an amazing event. I couldn't say more nice things about it. Like, it was so well run. Like, yeah, the fights were literally just bang, bang, one after the other. Like, the intervals were just spaced long enough. Like, I get what you mean where the... The final five fights could have just gone, like, um, to a finish. Cause mm. like, the event finished at like what half seven, seven. Yeah, I was expecting it to be on like all night. Yeah, I was. I was expecting it to be like to eleven, twelve, which is why I was a bit like I literally got like uh, a pack of um, energy drinks in the back of my car. <laughs> but I won't lie. I think my kidney was happy that it finished at half seven. <laughs> Just um, the single kidney that you've got now. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Liver disease is a... Um, no, but... Yeah. I, I totally agree. I think the running of it, how it was organised, um, I'd love to fight on it. Maybe now, I have to do the trials. Well, yeah. That's what's exciting. They're opening it up to the public. It's like ADCC. But for the UK. Even though ADCC was here in like... But you know, my point of view, though, is... Is it going to be like another one of them situations where, with the women's categories, you go to the trials, no one turns up? Mm. I don't know. 
and if you go into the competitions, let's put purple belts for instance. Mm. Um, so at the same sort of weight category, like I don't know, unless mm. they don't do it off weight for mm. certain things. I'm just thinking off the top of my head, like of female purple belts around the same weight. Yeah, are you going to end up competing against each other and <clears> then end up within? Well. I don't know. Like I don't know. I don't know how it would work. It will be interesting to see. So. Hmm. You make a good point, but like, um, when I was scheduled to fight, um, the woman that I was fighting was giving up like uh, five or six kilos. I know that much. So like, I don't know how rigid the weight categories are for the tournament. But, like, honestly, having to pull out was literally the worst thing. Like, um, and because it was such a stupid, like, the reason behind it was so fucking stupid. Like, um, I picked my friend up from hospital and drove her, like, I drove down to Brighton, drove her from Brighton to Glasgow, well, to Stirling, which is, like, half an hour from Glasgow. And then I drove straight back home. I was driving for, like, 19 hours like a fucking dickhead I get home and then I'm like I'm like yeah cool I'm just gonna like go to sleep rest for the day and then um so that was a Friday morning I got home that afternoon I am I did like a private um session with Haley and a purple belt that comes to the gym and we just did like uh three minute rounds like round robin like one person off one person on um and that was amazing, but I could feel my back going. And I was like, ah, oh, I'm going to have to rest now. So I rested for the weekend, and Tuesday I wasn't feeling great. And um, But I talked myself into going to training. No, I went to um, I went to Bicester on Monday, mm. and like, I pulled my uh, right leg across my body, which like twinged my uh, hip a bit. And I was like, oh, that feels a bit weird. I think I'm going to have to rest. And then um, I got talked into going to training well I talked myself into it because I didn't want to be lazy and I was conscious that I had a fight coming up and stuff and then like we were doing back takes and I kicked my leg out to get my outside hook in and as soon as I kicked it out like literally something went and I was like oh no this is painful so like and like a dickhead I finished the round and um, then I got up and started walking around hoping that it was just like a pulled hamstring or something because like that's gonna heal in a few days yeah but, like, I couldn't drive to work the next morning because my hip was on fire. Um, I got some anti-inflammatories and stuff. Like, I had uh, piriformis syndrome. So, mm. like, the piriformis rus- muscle runs from, like, your back through your hip and, like, down your leg. And the sciatic nerve runs through it. So, where the piriformis was inflamed, it was pressing the nerve against the bone. And it caused my leg to, uh, like, my calf and my hamstring to cramp for about two weeks. So, um, like, I've got nerve damage down the side of my shin and in my foot at the moment. Um, Like, I'm getting back to training, but, like, I don't think I could have competed because, like, it would have... Admittedly, it's only six minutes, and, like, I did that women's open mat, Mm -hmm. and, like, that was okay, but I knew that I didn't have to go 100%. I didn't have to... Plus, you want to put on a performance, so you don't want to do things injured. Yeah. Yeah. I got, yeah, like I did um, 
my my last MMA fight was God knows how many years ago. I was like a fresh out white belt in Brazilian Jiu Jitsu, so probably mm. like oh, three, four years ago. And um, I took it on. I think it was like four days notice, and I had to lose a stone within them days. And I put on like the worst performance of my life. But I was still proud because I was like, considering I hadn't trained MMA for a year and mm. all these kind of things. Like, but you type in Sophie Noons into YouTube, that's the first video that comes up now. That's horrendous. <laughs> it's just a terrible, <laughs> terrible performance. So you don't want to do that. Like, if you're injured, if you like. Link in the description below. <laughs> Watch me fight shit. Um. But then I think, and I'm looking, and I'm like, I shouldn't be upset because what I was going through at the time, and then why I took that fight, and it being on four days' notice, and the weight cut, and that actually did all right, considering. <clears throat> but It's um, a significant weight cut, though. Oh, like, my God, I thought I was going to die on the scales. Was it, like, what, what did you do to get down? I didn't eat or drink for four days, and I trained full, <sighs> full on. That's intense. Um, and... I had no coach available there, mm. nothing like. She had no one cornering you. Um. No, but Steve O'Keefe, um, who knew me and a friend who was down under, was like, "I'll jump in your corner." That's pretty cool. Yeah, he's awesome. Um, you know, and he did it like so last minute, like, mm. and so I had, you know, and he hadn't even seen me or coached me with in two years, I think at the time. So it was just like so. I just was like, I'll oh, bugger it, I'll just do it, it'll be fun. Yeah. Um, but experience. now, if I had, like, the time, and, you know, I have been thinking about it, mm. just taking that time and then getting down to 65kg, and I don't think I physically will be able to, so maybe catch weight at 70 mm. and just turn pro. Yeah. Get a fight at 70 and smash it up, so, given time. Do it. Do it. Yeah. We can document I've your progress. I've been playing with this. the idea of it, so if there's any um, nutritionists that would like to make me a skinny bitch <laughs> and have before shameful, <laughs> I'm happy to have shameful um, before <laughs> and afters, completely naked, <laughs> marketable, <laughs> <laughs> running around like the old yeah. woman from it. I do like a really dramatic documentary, like um, Cyborg. Yeah, running around like the woman from it. <laughs> Standard behaviour. <laughs> I fucking love that film. It's great. Um, I'm actually doing the... I'm actually butt naked right now, running past the mic. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and it's really awkward for me. With my stray cat <laughs> following my feet. Your stray cat is adorable. He is. Pr- she is pretty cute. Yeah, I get. I, I guessed it's a female. Um, I shouldn't really be presuming her gender, um, but she is called Rabies. <laughs> and she sits down without letting her butt touch the ground, which is pretty cool. Yeah, it's probably she's, she's cat hemorrhoids. Just about to shit herself at any moment. <laughs> but you saved that, didn't you? For a lot was away. <laughs> Come back to a house full of shit. Um. The litter tray was absolutely clean, though, so thank you for leaving that um, spotless. Why? Yeah. My own <laughs> fault, but Stray Cat looked cute, took it in. No microchip. Yeah. Over 10 years old. 
10 years on the streets now. <laughs> 10 years on the street, now she's here. Started from the bottom, now she's here. It start, there's a lot of things that started from her bottom the last couple of days. <laughs> yeah. Right. So, moving swiftly on. What are you... I was just looking at her. She's just she's... staring at her paw. Yeah, she's cute. She's probably half blind. Oh, She's adorable. I want to stroke her, but again, I don't want to catch, like, rabies. She's probably got fleas. She will probably bite me as well. No, she's friendly. Yeah, whatever. I saw how she reacted to you. Well, that's, that's how most people react to you now that I think about it. I try to avoid you at all costs. <laughs> and that's exactly why you agreed to a podcast with me and I'm now sat on my sofa. Um, I think you'll find you agreed to a podcast with me because I thought that you were a funny person. You thought. <laughs> you thought wrongly. No, this is true. This is very true. Um, right. Another thing I want to talk about is ADCC. Like, I'm not one of those people that were fortunate enough to have... Well, I say fortunate enough. I didn't want to buy into like a 12 month contract with Flow Grappling so I've only seen like highlights and stuff I'm the same but can we talk about Fionn Davies incredible <laughs> also really really selfish because why the fuck would you do ADCC when you're meant to be on Battle Grapple it's <laughs> just rude but actually, priorities priorities and she should have been there I, I brought tickets <laughs> I won't buy tickets for Flow Grapple, but I will for Battle Grapple, so... Support local. Yeah, support local businesses <laughs> fucking selfish. If you listen to this, Fionn, <laughs> I'll see you on the mats at Combat Jiu-Jitsu. <laughs> <laughs> will fucking savage me. I'm joking. Have you rolled with her before? No. I've never met her. Really? Never met her. She's one of the loveliest people on the planet. Really? She's Welsh. <laughs> I'm joking, I'm joking. I'm sorry, I've, that's so that bad. Was, it was a joke. I absolutely love Welsh people, some of them. <laughs> Legitimately. <laughs> um, but that armbar, like insane, l- insane performance. Like the body triangle and like yeah, the movement just and the setup and everything about that performance was flawless. Have you seen the side by side? That um. It's almost oh, yeah, identical to how yeah. uh, Bia finished her last time. It's yeah. like, it literally couldn't have been more perfect. She's incredible though. Everything but, I've heard about her and watched her do, um, mm. just kind of inspiring the fact that she's been able to... Accomplish so much. Yeah, and like such, such a short, a short time. time, yeah. Like, don't get me wrong, I'm very aware she's committed a life to it. Mm. And I think if you are willing to invest your life into something with that level of commitment, you will achieve anything. But but it takes a special person to be able to do that and do it in such a way. And that does become that natural talent. Well, that's the thing. Like, it's not just that she's, um, she's super talented and like her skill is insane, but she also surrounds herself with really great grapplers. Mm. And, like, her uh, her team are fantastic. But, like, I have to admit, when I saw her finish and uh, she got the tap, I started crying 
almost immediately when she got up and just like just seeing the emotion on her face when she like fell down and then um I'm gonna forget his name now. Her coach is it Donald? No, it wasn't. You tell me I'm sh- I'm shit with know. names. I don't know. It just sounded vaguely Irish, so I was like, Domnall? But that's Domnall Gleeson that I'm thinking about. Let's just call him like the Irish lad. Guinness. <laughs> I don't want to get punched in the face because Irish people are famously angry. I mean, look at me. (laughs) (laughs) I'm always angry. I'm pretty much green. (laughs) Green giant. (laughs) Thanks. (laughs) Um, Like another standout from the competition. Actually, like there was, there are a few standouts from the competition, like Lachlan Giles taking out like some of the biggest competitors mm. in the game at the moment like his heel hook game is intense like his um i saw like the highlight against like muhammad ali yeah like just boom took it easy there's like, some just insane performances on all of it like to be obviously compete on adcc was like just in you've got to be yeah. insane but I think even, like, everyone just knowing how good everyone is on it and being able to see stuff. So I think there's, like, a clip of um, the Gordon Ryan. <clears throat> and he's got... He was trying to set up his position for um, the heel hook or mm. football, whatever, whatever he finished with it. And he literally manages to secure his position... Um, Ashigarami mm. and position and as he was doing it the whole crowd just went because they knew it was game over mm. because he secured that position and he's just looking and smiling as if to say yeah I'm about to finish this <laughs> fight but like he's so like everyone talks about Hodger being the greatest of all time yeah. in the gi like the I don't think anyone has more of a stake to the claim of greatest nogi than him. Yeah. Like, every single fight he had was amazing. Did you see it's his- hard because rumour has it, and I'm only saying rumour, um, is that Hodger went to New York and mm. trained with them all before ADCC and smashed them all up. Ooh. That's rumour, though. I would like mm. someone to... Confirm it. Confirm. Um, but, like... I'm heavily biased towards Roger, obviously. Like, him and his dad are two of the loveliest people in the world. I love how quiet he is. Like, he's so adorable. Mm. Because, like, um, I've been to, like, a couple of seminars and stuff. And, like, when he's on the mat with his dad, like, he just exerts confidence and like exuberance and he's so technically proficient that he'll just walk you through like the smallest details in everything but then like he'll just go off and sit by the side like by himself yeah and he's just like really quiet and like a little timid and you're like huh but it's like completely different to his dad Mauricio is so outgoing and personable like he can't do enough to like chat you chat you and everything like I fucking love Mauricio so much. I was so surprised as well because it's the fir- yesterday was the first time I've seen him not wear flip flops, and I'm starting to think that something might be wrong. Like, <laughs> go, go, 
fully gay. Yeah, like, gammy foot has he got a gammy foot is I, I doubt it's gammy feet but like so he came to a lesson in uh, Bletchley a little while back and like it was freezing it had like been snowing and he was in flip flops he walked from the train station to the club and I was like why are you wearing flip flops he's like it's always flip flop weather <laughs> it's like what this man's insane but in a good way <laughs> Like, I've, I've met him a couple of times at seminars. Mm. Obviously, I know Matt now. Yeah. And that, so I think just being at Inspire, I'll sort of be around him more. And... Mm. But yeah, like, Marisha is just great anyway. If you want to learn about pressure, like, you literally have the master at your fingertips. Mm. Like, he's just, if he's just there, ask him and he'll be like, yeah, I'll show you some pressure. <laughs> Ew. <laughs> Thank you. Show me on that person over there. <laughs> I like that, like... Pressure. He roll When he rolls with people as well, like... He doesn't, like, hold back. Well, like, I suppose he holds back, like, a fair amount because he is so experienced. But, like, at the same time, he doesn't hold back on his weight. <laughs> He'll make sure you feel it. <laughs> no. No, not for me. Thank you. (laughs) No? No, you don't want that in your life? Oh, that's a shame. It is a shame. Um, Why have I forgotten his name already? Gary Tonin's fights were really good. He had some really high-level wrestling. And And I love that meme that's going around, where he's, like, jumping. Mm. (laughs) (laughs) Jumping for the takedown, like a massive dive. She looks like the cat from Salem's Lot. <laughs> Sorry. Oh, no. Is she, I thought she was going to throw up every other. <laughs> Actually talking about my flatmate now. <laughs> Jake's, I'm talking rabies. about the rabies, the stray cat. She's just staring at me with these eyes. Wink. Bless her little heart. Who am I thinking of? I get him and Gary Tonin mixed up all the time. Don't that we were just talking about Nogi guy, Beat Bukeka, the king. Oh, Gordon Rowe. That's him. I can't even remember his name. His fight with Bukeka. Buchecha. Bukeka Papa. Bukeka. We're like halfway through, Buchecha tries to set up like a leg lock and goes, no, the other way. It's like, it just stops. He's like, yeah. Yeah, it's fine. It's fine. We'll keep going. It's cool. <laughs> like, um... I don't know. I just wouldn't want to fight any of them guys. Mm. Like, I've had the chance to train with them when they come to GB Birmingham. Yeah. But they're just insane, aren't they? They know their setups. They can get into this. Mm. And they just work their game. Do you not think they changed their game for... Like lower ranks, what do you think it would just be? Smash, smash, smash. They're a bit more light and fun, mm. like they give you a chance, but <laughs> they're still matter. getting smashed the whole time through. Yeah, but that's just like um, fighting like Laura or me going against Haley. It's like, yeah, they're not they're not using their A game <laughs> most definitely. 
that's true. Like like me when I fight you. I'm sure. Joking. <laughs> Fucking out <hell>, my heart. <laughs> I don't know. It's like my. Go on, have a sip of water. Just. Um... Why are you having a go at me? <laughs> it's just to you know help hydrate the heart that I've just broken. And it is broken. I'm not gonna lie. I'm gonna take that coast down. I'm gonna put that there. This jug is amazing. Is. Can you get a photo of this for the social? Yes, let me. I'm gonna get the stray cat in the back. <laughs> Rabies. Rabies is here. So, one thing we were talking about before we started, ADCC and the um, the conversation that was happening during ADCC about the women's classes <clears throat> mm-hmm. like is it under 64 and over 64 that's what they're currently yeah, got it's, yeah, it's so like broad that. and like I don't know like it really hurts my feelings that ev- everyone has like their upper or lower weight category and like Gabby Garcia obviously is a very controversial person in the sport because of rumoured steroid abuse. (laughs) If you could see my face now. (laughs) I'm livid that rumoured has just been used. Well, like, I don't know for certain. Has she ever taken a PUD test? No one knows for certain, yes. There's no telltale signs. None at all. Fully legal. Yeah. But that's another that's another one of the conversations that ADCC brought about. And, like, there are some people defending steroid use in the sport by saying, like, the competition itself doesn't have any rules around the use of steroids. So why would you not use something to enhance your game if you think or know that everyone else in your division is going to do it but morals yes you also have like um there's a woman called jenna bishop who paid for her own uh pd test and she posted out on social media and was like oh this is just to show that not everyone competing is uh you know taking steroids mm-hmm. and like like, I can see the positive and negative in issuing that out as a statement. Like, there's a bit of... It feels like there's a superiority complex that comes into it where she's like, well, yeah. I don't need to take steroids. I'm here because of my talent and my skill and stuff. But it, like... I don't know. Like, with the women's divisions, I don't think it's that prevalent. I know, uh, like, Tayani is currently... Uh, on the band list from IBJJF because she tested positive I think mm. and obviously Gabby but like one those two were the only people who were like relatively evenly matched weight wise yeah in that competition well in that bracket of the competition um, so like the conversation has been they should introduce more weight categories so like take it from two categories to four like there are 
That's four men's categories, right? Yeah. No, well, there's... Even with that, there's loads of... You've got more weight categories for blokes. I understand that there's more yeah. high-level... There's more of them. Yeah. Blokes than there are women. But this is a world tournament. Yeah. It's not... It's not, like, just UK. Yeah. It's not just the States. Like, there are thousands of women in the world that can compete at that level. And, like, it's so much more difficult to women to get invited than it is for men because there are less categories. And, like... It's such a difficult one when it... Yeah. Yeah. For me, though, with that whole... With everything you've just said is there does have to be more female cat yeah. categories because I think to give women who aren't as good a platform yeah. to be on a show that good it will bring development yeah um the same time the issues where you're talking about steroids mm. across the board is the issue it's like with any establishment mm. If you put something into place where you know you're going to lose big money makers yeah. for the show, as an organisation, do you lose money? Yeah, and keep moral... the moral character. Yeah, lose money, keep moral character. Mm. Or you just go, well, fuck it, and yeah. make shit loads of money. Because, like, there's also that argument in athletics as well. It's like, just let everyone take steroids and see what the human body's really capable of. <laughs> yeah. Have like, magic it... mushrooms too. <laughs> wow, this track's amazing. amazing. Like, um, just do, like, a separate event for it. If you want to take performance-enhancing drugs, then do it, but, like... You can't do it with other people. But the thing is, there's a shame, isn't there, around like steroids and everything. I don't agree with them. I've never took them, despite my great figure. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But I know for a fact, if I fucking took them, I'd be an absolute savage. Mm. I've, I've, I've met and I've sparred with women who have openly said to me that they take steroids. Mm. Um, this wasn't in Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu, this was in MMA. Mm. Um, and they were so strong, mm. like really strong. And yeah, like I just don't agree with it. But at the same time, I also... You can see the value in it. Yeah, it becomes frustrating for people, don't they? If they're like going up against people who they know is on steroids. But they can't prove it. It's like, well, do I join in on it Mm. or do I just continue to lose knowing that I'm losing to someone who's cheating to be honest or is it cheating is it cheating if there is no rules regarding Mm. steroids well that's the conversation around ADCC where there's no rule against it how can it be classed as cheating that's the argument for it yeah but like like you say it's you're not really accurately displaying your talent and like i know that there are the conversations about like oh it's it's jiu-jitsu is about technique over everything but when you're operating at the highest levels 
strength and conditioning is going to have more of a part to play in mm. the overall tournament because like yeah if you're fighting someone whose gas tank is half of yours oh, that's what i'm saying with like we saw that at battle grapple and mm. people weren't on steroids but when you're such a, the same technical level we mm. were seeing so many draws because the because there wasn't that time limit where the fitness yeah was gonna and, really kick in yeah the fitness and the advantage of mind like tiring and everything was going to kick in that's why mm. yeah like i think it's just a very tough subject but one where i, I, I just don't like, i always think to myself ah oh, if i got told i was gonna fight gabby garcia you'd jack up would i jack up for it for one knowing that it wouldn't be an issue and the part of me is like well it'd be fair to mm. but the other part's like well no because i've never done it in my life what's the impact it would have on my body yeah. and it's not like it just wouldn't be healthy mm. i just don't see it as a healthy thing to put your body through well yeah it's it's stressful because you're overworking the muscles mm. constantly. And like, so this is another thing that I think people disregard um, about Gabby. Like, steroids just mean that you can work harder for longer. Like, yeah. she obviously works fucking hard to get her body the way it is of course. on steroids because it takes work. Um, it's not like she's just jacking up and then playing computer games all day because. Mm-hmm muscles are very much a use it or lose it function in your body um what i will say is like i think the conversation around steroids and around um like testosterone replacement in general um is changing like i listen to the uh, joe rogan podcast a lot and um like uh, a, a couple of other ones with like the people that he talks to a lot and like he talks about um, taking uh, testosterone replacement and stuff. And it's like, if you're not a professional athlete, then what's the harm? If you know that it means that you're going to be in better shape, you'll know that it's going to make you, um, I don't know, work out for longer. You're not going to have to put as much effort into it. Like, what's the harm to your body? Especially if you're already male, like, you get just a boost that helps you become a better version of your a better physical version of yourself yeah. it's like it's that's an interesting conversation in my mind like not to the point where it's like full-on um like steroid abuse where you're taking massive amounts of the drugs to um perform athletically but like just boosts to your testosterone levels to like make the day easier mm-hmm. if that makes sense yeah like Personally, I um, my testosterone level registers just above zero, so it's like zero point three. Mm-hmm. It was so, um, and that has contributed towards like my low mood, low motivation. Like my depression kind of amplifies the the signals, but um, low testosterone is a big component of that, and like. I've been prescribed testosterone gel that I take yeah. every other day. So it's to like boost my level from 0.3 to just above one so that I get a bit more 
and I feel like I have some more motivation. I can like do that, do stuff. I'm not in my head as much. If that makes any sense. No, I get that. And how how is that though? So say if I had my testosterone levels mm-hmm. tested, what's the norm like for me? If I were to, what would so my normal range be in? The, it's interesting to see where the normal the female norm- range for females is between like uh, one point eight and three and a half, something like it's below five. Mm. Uh, the conversation about uh, Kesta Samaya, the um, the Olympic runner. Yeah, she's incredible. She has um, hyperandrogenism, which is a natural defect, which means that her body produces more testosterone. Mm-hmm. Um, the IOC guidelines for uh, trans athletes says that there's a limit on the testosterone production on a female's body to be 10 uh, nanomoles per litre of blood. Mm-hmm. Um, those guidelines were set out for all females, not just trans women. Mm-hmm. So because her um, natural testosterone level is so high, she falls outside of those guidelines. So that's why she was banned, essentially. Mm-hmm. Um, Which and, I thought was bullshit. Yeah. Like, I can understand bringing in these regulations for trans women because it makes all the sense and also transitioning women have to get their testosterone down to um below like two to register for like surgery and stuff but mm-hmm. like um there's no reason for for 10 to be the limit on trans athletes it should be a lot lower mm-hmm. so like it does feel to me that it was kind of put in place to um hinder female performance because like i <laughs> I personally think it's bullshit due to the fact that if you were born and your body just performs mm-hmm. in At a, a certain manner, like wh- where do you start then? Do you start saying, well, actually, your body doesn't produce as much lactic acid, so you will be able to perform better in that race. That's so the we're going to limitate with, that too. That's the argument with Phelps. His body yeah. has. Um, has a genetic uh, predisposition to processing lactic acid a lot differently, so he swims a lot faster, further, for longer, which mm-hmm. is why he's broken so many le- so many records. But like, you don't see these kind of restrictions being placed on males. Yeah, it's women. And at what point do you say this is um, a governing body trying to dictate what female is? Yeah, like. There's um, what's it called? There's a condition, uh, where unless you have like a specific test done, you wouldn't know that you're intersex. It's like you don't have a womb, you don't have ovaries, but you have a female presenting body. But your body also produces more testosterone because of that um, defect. Have you got fleas? Oh, just give her a strove. There you go. Oh, she got rough skin. Yeah. Fill her back. No. <laughs> Date, fill her back. No, just to find out how skinny she is. It's not right, is it? No. 
And she's not eating. <laughs> uh, she is eating. I've fed her loads. That's why she's <laughs> shitting everywhere. <laughs> Bless her. Yeah. But uh, no. The, continue. So the condition. Yeah, so, like, there are people out there who have, um, like, a male internal system, but female presenting bodies and unless you have very specific tests you wouldn't know mm-hmm. um like i don't know it's weird like the whole it's it's a conversation that needs to happen definitely but it's because like that whole thing as well where people turn around and say how much of um your testosterone levels and hormones affect your, your but not just performance but your, your views on life and your sexuality and everything else mm. so I know people bring in these sort of stuff and even you know some people turn around to me and go I wonder whether you have a high testosterone level because you hold fat more like men do rather than how mm. women do um, you know the way you are is quite masculine rather than feminine and I always thought well Maybe it's just nature. Nurture people are born that way. But then I also think, well, I wonder naturally how, like, you know, if your hormones do have an effect on that. I have no clue. I've no research to back any of that up. But it's quite an interesting thought. I only have uh, personal insights. Um, Like, during my transition, I did find that, like, sexuality is affected in some way because like i used to be um just uh attracted to women but like since my transition and stuff like things have shifted a little bit more Mm -hmm. like the other way so um but like also i've never really had um how to phrase it like regular attractions Mm -hmm. like i um i describe myself as pansexual like i very much find um individuals fascinating Mm -hmm. like it's not something that's aesthetic to me it's how i interact and how i get on with a person yeah which makes my relationships with people quite um like weird when i say weird it just means that i value the person over physical intimacy Mm -hmm. And like it's served me quite well thus far, and it's pretty cool, but um, it does mean that, like after my transition, and everything like I had um, pretty severe dysphoria around certain aspects of my body, but I also have some uh, body dysmorphia as well. So, I'm very I'm like hyper aware of how my body looks, which is why I'm like, at the moment I'm trying to lose weight and stuff. Like, uh, after what happened last year and work falling apart and stuff I gained like 15 20 kilos so um, I ballooned up and then it wasn't until I was looking at photos of my trip to Australia where I was like that's disgusting and now I'm really conscious of my weight so I've been trying to get down like um I've gone down from like uh 111 110 I'm currently at 99.6 so I've lost 10 kilos in the mm. last like three months. That was really impressive. Well, um, I'm just tired of hating how I look and how it I, makes me feel. I always think about this though, is 
honestly, and it's actually um, me and Katrina had a massive conversation about this in the flat the other day. Is is there anyone actually a hundred percent comfortable and happy with their body? No. Um, and I see it because in my girls' group chats, the girls would be like see old photos of themselves and think I thought I was so fucking big mm. and fat and I hated my body now what I'd do to have that body um, now and it's like but if you did have that body now you'd still not like it Yeah. and um, where this conversation come up with me and Katrina was quite eye opening for me is that um, we had a chat and I was like, obviously me being quite body confident, women, like, you know, women should be empowered, women are beautiful at all shapes, all sizes, all this. Um, and I've really installed that into myself and my own views of my own body. Yeah. And um, so at the start of the year, I went through a really stressful time and I lost a lot of weight. Mm. And everyone was going to me like, Oh my God, you look incredible. Your body, your figure, like you look fantastic at the moment. And I was like, no, don't praise me for this. Yeah. Because it's not, I haven't cut weight for a fight. This is pure anxiety and depression. Like mm. <laughs> a mixture of both that has yeah. caused me to lose this weight. So don't praise me for it because that's negative in its own right. And obviously um, me getting back to health mm. and eating regularly again as put me back to my standard You're weight right. probably a bit more because, yeah. like heavier but that's what than happens you go down and you come I've... up a bit more exactly yeah and i'm aware of that i know of that um and there's you know the, the part of me which probably 70 percent of me you know what i went through a shit time i'm not bothered because i know i can lose the weight i know i can get back to the weight that i'm comfortable at I know it will happen because I'm doing positive things like going back, you know, yeah. getting to the gym. I'm being able to go back training um, regular after my move and my job change and mm. a lot of stress that was going on in my life. No, look at that. And then, then I think, is, by me being that positive, am I actually undermining and not being relatable to women around me? Because there is... There is a 30% of me that will look at myself in the mirror and go, oh, you need to lose weight there. You've put on a bit of weight. I don't like, mm. you know, I don't look as defined there as I used to. I need to lose some weight. You fat piece of shit. Like, so, and yeah. sometimes, and it, it happened to me the other day, day, and I know that's stupid because I know some people can turn around to me and be like, how the fuck can you say that when you've got a figure like you? Mm. And I'm also aware, very aware of that, but that's what I'm saying is I don't think you can 100% ever be happy with no. how you look or how you appear. For me, a massive thing for me is my skin. Mm. My skin is a fucking pizza. Yeah. My skin is like... Um, You're I, not I wrong never there. Have, <laughs> <laughs> like, uh, you know, pizza's taste there. Never, everyone turns... Never turn, but, you know, I look like a chorizo. Yeah. I'm not, like, that's a massive thing for me, my skin. But if my skin was good, it would probably just go on to something else. Yeah. Um, like, it's... It's ridiculous how prevalent it is within the trans community as well. Like, it's never just, oh, if I fix this one thing, then I'm going to be alright. And, like, it's something that I tell every single trans person that asks me for advice. It's like dysphoria doesn't go away you just it just becomes more manageable 
Because if you take away the thing that's causing your dysphoria, it's just going to transfer somewhere else. It might not be as prevalent as it was previously, but you're just going to go, it'll just hyper-focus on something else that you're insecure about. Mm -hmm. So it's all about how you manage your insecurities, not what your body actually looks like. Yeah. Which is insane. Like, I've... I know people who've had, um, like, their insecurities moved to, like, their hands and feet, who have moved to, like, their weight, like, how their nose looks. It's just weird things that, like, to a, to anyone who's quote-unquote normal or just satisfied with who they are and, like, their body and stuff, like, it seems alien. But, like, there are people out there who do feel insecure about literally the weirdest things about their um their appearance and like, it's so varied it's, it's weird i just think what the only normal we have now is what society puts on us mm. and i think even if you look at celebrities um every single one of them look the same to a certain degree the kardashians yeah. like you know like there's a certain the standard of how a woman should look now mm. and i think that them pressures and even for men as well a standard yeah. way for men to look but for men it's more it's more acceptable to have a dad bod it's more acceptable to have um you know big hench sexy body mm. and so there's more options but for a woman I think even if you think you look perfect, there's all these issues. So that's why, to a certain degree, I'm... I think then you look back at the trans community mm. and I'm thinking, fuck me, it's it's hard enough to be born, like, you know, to be born into the body that you identify, you identify as yeah. and have them pressures. And it must be even harder to not be born in the body you identify as and then Try have to. the transition and then be put under them beauty standards of how a woman should look because you've got double double the issue there do you know yeah. what i mean and it's just i just can't like even begin to understand how much pressure is on women just in general like it's horrendous i agree to a like certain degree um with the physicality areas of it i think women are more aware of their bodies and um like their appeal i would say like it doesn't mean that they don't obsess over them and stuff but one thing that my transition has taught me is um women also speak quite freely about their bodies to their friends like you mm -hmm. were saying yeah. earlier on that's not something that men really do. Like, when yeah, I was growing up, there's not really a conversation about that because it's gay, essentially. Yeah. Um, so it's like, for men, they have all of these insecurities. They have the same, like, images and idols placed upon their physicality from a young age as well. Like, you see... Um, footballers you see like uh cartoons action figures everything like fucking he-man growing up 
like just this dench bloke is like yeah that's the perfect dude that's that's your ideal and then you've got like barbie on the other side where like both of them are almost impossible to attain for a person because the dimensions are all wrong Mm -hmm. because it's a cartoon but it does eat into your psyche and you're like if i'm not this tall if i'm not this strong if i'm not this built then i'm not a man and because men don't really don't necessarily talk to each other about their feelings it's more difficult to process those feelings so that's why the like men suffer from a higher rate of suicide than um than women like admittedly women suffer from uh like higher rates of suicide attempts but men win when it comes to actual suicide and that's yeah, I suppose because you've got a better support unit because most women are going through the same. Yeah. But openly talking about going through the same. Whereas, mm. obviously, like you've said, men are not talking about it. Mm. Um, I think the conversation... So in silence. I think it's changing. Yeah. Like, I think it's hard as well because I do think there are many women that put pressures on men to remain masculine. Mm. And sometimes like i i see it and i hear it about how you know oh he's not tall enough though but he's fucking an awesome person yeah like if what is is the is the same size as you but when you've got heels on he's not tall enough then don't wear heels yeah like and you know like even on oh he's not muscly enough but it's like then what you putting pressure on him to go to the gym more to yeah. like um you know, it looks on everything. everything. And this is the same conversation that I have all the time is if looks on everything is gender everything is all these labels that we put on each other mm. everything. Like and this way I'm, I recently I start to think to myself like is life just about finding people that you work with and who you bounce off and who you can live happily with and not have to think so much about all the other elements that come with that. Yeah. Because, um, you know, I've, I've had it, I've had been in relationships and people go, people leave me or, um, because, um, not a man and that freaks them out yeah and then come running back to me however many months after like oh shit sorry yeah um because it's been a perfect relationship and nothing's been wrong with it yeah and then be like oh and realize that not everything's everything and what i'm trying to say is like you cannot have this perfect there's no such thing there's, as no, perfect. there's no such thing as perfect so for me, if you meet the perfect person but they're physically not up to scratch in your idea of perfect, then I would 100% mm. have someone a little less, you know, not on the muscular side. A little you know, timid. A bit short. A bit short. I'd rather have that than a fucking arsehole that cheats. Yeah. And sometimes it... Like, I see women put these pressures on men and they're mm. the most... They're the greatest men you can think of. But they're short, or mm. you know, a dick's a dick's not all that big. 
like little things and it's like but does it matter they're amazing and you're gonna have a happy life with that person and also do you place those um standards on yourself it's like if you're saying oh he's not tall enough but you're like what six stone overweight like okay maybe you're not his 100 percent ideal as well yeah so why is this even a conversation you both have like a tremendous amount of affection for one another but you have this one tiny detail that's obviously too much for you to get over that's Mm. that's really weird (laughs) but honestly like if um for me about meeting the perfect person and vibing off them and that is i don't i don't see flaws yeah i don't see like but that's also a laughing thing as well isn't it like yeah (laughs) I'll just put all, look at all these red flags and put them <laughs> in the box over there. No, but um, if them red flags are all physical to you, then that's just sad. Like, you know, yeah. it's sad. Yeah. Um, if it's coming through, like, emotional or, like, things like that, then fair enough. But if the only thing stopping you from being with someone is because of physical traits, mm. then that, to me, is a bit sad. Yeah. Because people always say to me, like, about my sexuality... Mm. And Rasan, oh, obviously, lesbian, but husband, like lesbian. <laughs> I, mean, I don't really like that terminology. I'm always just like, oh yeah, I'm gay. Um, but everyone's like, oh, but would you ever go with a man? And Have I'm you like, tried it? And, and but I'm always like, I. If so, if a man walked into my life who blew me the fuck away and was like amazing and for some reason I was sexually attracted to Mm. I wouldn't just say no because he's not the gender that I'm used to or I'm sexually attracted to because that's that person but it's never happened and I cannot imagine it happening and I actually just enjoy the company of women Mm. more than I do men and I think if I've just never really been sexually attracted to men. So I just don't see how that would be the case. But I wouldn't rule, rule it the out idea entirely. of it out. Yeah, which makes sense. Which is why like, I kind of describe myself as I do. Like, um, For me, I just need to know that I feel comfortable and safe in a person's company. Mm. That's kind of it. Like, I like talking to people. Um, I like having conversations with people. So if people like are reasonably intelligent, I find that super attractive. Mm-hmm. And if I talk to them for a long period of time, then like that's kind of it for me. Like it doesn't matter what they look like. Like everyone kind of is the same in my eyes. Mm. It's like it's fine. We'll work everything else out afterwards. Yeah. Like, I just want to talk to you. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Maybe have you a cuddle. You vibe, don't you? And, um, I think it's like one of them things where people put everything down to sex nowadays. And the fact like Tinder and Grinder and all these apps and people have one night stands and meet up and sex is expected and it's seen as such a big part of a relationship. But I'm not being funny. Like, 
why put stress on sex? Like, don't get me mm. wrong, I think sex is a very important part of a relationship as it's a bond in between, yeah. the difference between a friendship and a relationship. Yeah. But at the same time, like, you can learn together, you can grow together. I don't think I've ever slept with someone and me know straight up the first time how they like it, how they want it, and mm. everything. It's just kind of like, we'll work it out as we go. It's about communication. It's how it happens, and... That's what I'm saying is like people put so much pressure on that yeah. side. And I think men get so much pressure put on them as well. Yeah. Like, and yeah. So for me, I'm just like, it's I th- all about the connection, the communication, how you work together. Do you get along? Can you fucking drink together? Mm. Like, and. <laughs> See. Like, I haven't enjoyed every aspect of my transition. Mm-hmm. Like, it's not an easy thing to go through, but it does give you a unique perspective on the world because you get to experience both sides of the coin mm-hmm. in many respects. And, like, there's a lot of pressure on men to perform sexually. And, like, there are when you get into conversations with men and them talking about their bodies and like their genitals and stuff, they always think like bigger is better, wider, all of this. And like, but with women, what they want is just someone who's going to listen to what they want and what they enjoy. And it doesn't matter how big your penis is (laughs) really for most people, like just using it is going to be, fine like men put a lot of pressure on themselves to perform but then they also um a lot of them don't understand that they can just ask a woman Mm -hmm. like what do you like and then boom they're in it's fine and like women with men like there's also this uh mentality where you're like i am a fucking grown person i shouldn't be teaching you how to use your body Mm-hmm. But it's like, unless you're having that conversation, neither of you are going to get what you want out of the scenario. Yeah. I think I think you just got to know what you like and what you want, and then yeah. communicate it. And you've also got to listen and try your best to perform, like to that standard yeah. or that you know degree. And I think every relationship with every person is different, and I think that's one thing that I've learned through my years is um I look back now and I was in a long-term relationship but actually because it was so long-term and quite a toxic relationship for probably both of us um that after a while the sex was not loving at all it was sex yeah and it was not you know it wasn't healthy sex it wasn't like loving sex and I look back now and because I was in that relationship for so long that was what I knew sex as Mm. and I think when I went into um, other relationships I didn't know how to actually have loving passionate sex I just knew how to have sex and I think that's one thing um, you know I've learnt about myself and I've realised that you know, it's all about communication. Yeah, and then I actually, you know, when I was thinking about myself and in that terms, I was thinking, 
Well, no wonder there, there's an epidemic, like an epidemic, epidemic, Epide- <laughs> epidemic, epidemic. Um, people who watch porn. porn and have a really terrible view of what sex actually sex is. actually is, and yeah, I think that's an issue as well. What needs to yeah change within society and yeah, and I've. I think it will happen in time. Everything's getting better. People are getting better with yeah. the views and how it works. But like the the generation coming up, like they're so much more open, and like everyone kind of wants like and feels like they should do one better than the generation before them so Mm -hmm. like you want to you want to do better than your parents your parents want you to do better than them and things like that and like kids nowadays they've seen the outcomes of not talking to one another having like these uh like at odds relationships and stuff so and like the might get me a little bit of annoyance but like the impact of things like religion and um like your parents biases on your upbringing like most kids see them as like unnecessary nowadays Mm -hmm. so they're more open to talking about their feelings they're more open to open relationships they're more open to discussing what they like and what they don't because they kind of don't see the point in all of the nonsense that's happened around it. And like, I like that religion is kind of on a decline as well, because... Yeah, I think I think it's hard because I've always been a supporter of people's... Like, I'm not saying you're not, yeah. but like, obviously with religion, I think it has its benefits, its negatives, and yeah, like with anything... Um, and I think it all depends on what you take from it and how you... Mm. And how you use like, the books. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I think it is... I think it's had a negative and positive thing when it comes to love and mm. thing. Because back in the day, you'd divorce wasn't a thing. It was shameful to be a thing. Mm. You And I think... To a certain degree, you saw people making marriages work and investing more time into their relationship and love because it was so much harder yeah. and shameful to walk away from. I don't think that that's a bad thing. No. Um, but I also think it's a bad thing where people who are in really wrong relationships don't walk away due to that religious pressure. reasons. And there's... But also, like, there's the issue there. Like the abusive relationships, yeah. like they're stuck. Yeah. It's like, mm. but you're not though. <sighs> I think we've talked about sex a lot. <laughs> <laughs> um. Last thing before we finish. What have you been training this week? Um, in all honesty. I don't think I've I don't think I've trained this week because of my shoulder. I dislocated my shoulder a couple of days ago. Oh fuck! So I just popped it back in. <laughs> just <laughs> how'd you do that? Got on with it. Um, I can't say on here. Uh, <laughs> it wasn't sexual though. <laughs> but I can't say. Um, 
But was it a work thing? No. Okay. Um. Well, that's fine because, <laughs> like, I'm kind what of. What about in, you? I don't know. I'm kind of in the same predicament. Like, I had um, a friend over from Australia on Friday. Um, she's currently touring around uh, looking at St John's Ambulance and the NHS ambulance services and stuff um, for work. So she came to train in Bletchley and we did some... uh, What did we do? We did some takedowns to turtle. We did some uh, attacking the turtle, which was pretty nice. Like, I'm no good at it. Like, we did the one where you roll over the shoulder and take the bag. Yeah. Um, because I'm big and fat, like, I, I struggle to, like, attach myself to the back. Like, I've got really long limbs, so if I'm with someone smaller than me, I'm literally just going to be, like, rolling over their shoulder and then falling over and not bringing them with me, because I'm the worst. And, like, you know how you're supposed to get, like, the seatbelt in and then you bring them into you, you put your head on their shoulder? I can't get my head to their shoulder. I put it on top of the head. Oh, because of the, <laughs> the, the height difference. Height difference yeah. yeah. So that's something I've been trying to overcome. But other than that, like, I, I tell this to everyone, like, since I got my blue belt, like, two years ago, I've been on a big wrist lock kick. I fucking love a good wrist lock. They're so fun. And I'm finding them everywhere. So, um, <laughs> yeah, for me, it's... My blue belt years are literally all about getting those wrists. <laughs> oh no. <laughs> so, yeah, I'm looking forward to uh, training with you again soon. Like... No, it's all good, man. <laughs> um, I've been on, well, I've been on a couple of courses, but um, with work, so that's interrupted training a bit. But obviously, because I've moved from Birmingham over Brackley Way, um, I'm training at Inspire now, mm. which is. Um, just 15 minutes down the road and which is a, really good meeting everyone and training with them getting it's um, a dope gym too food. right yeah it's amazing um and the atmosphere is nice there so um i've just got to as soon as these courses are out of the way settle back into a routine of training on a regular basis mm. and go from there but i'm you know i'm excited for that new journey and um yeah. to see how I come along and sort of how things under, yeah understand where I need to go on my BJJ journey now mm. yeah, I'm excited sick is there anything that you want to train that you're looking to like just improve and share um I think well I want to get back rolling more um mm. sparring more so I get a bit more of a flow together um I think for me, because I've done so much martial arts in the past, is I don't, I'm not so much, when it comes to a knowledge side, I've still got a lot to learn, but I have a good amount of knowledge to be able to survive and like yeah. do well. Um, but I need to really get my confidence back and flow back to be able to utilise that knowledge and experience to actually mm. put on a better performance. Um, and I think when I manage that, then to add on to that, then we'll be looking at my brown belt and on yeah. years. Um, yeah. because I think I have a lot of knowledge at the moment, but I'm not, I haven't 
trained enough or old enough to actually utilise that knowledge and put it into a yeah. fantastic performance. Well, that's what Purple Belt's all about. Like, like how, I don't know how you think about the, the, the belting systems, like, but like for me, White Belt is all about foundations, just figuring out how your body works. Blue Belt's all about getting a decent defence. Purple is all about figuring out your personal game and attacks. And then brown belt is kind of like solidifying like your version of jujitsu. Yeah. And then black is like literally maintenance and like steady improvement like from then onwards. Mm. Like, like I've said it hundreds of times on uh, the other podcast, but like, you learn the most at white belt. Every other belt is all about application and mm-hmm. figuring out how your body operates to the point that you're adjusting the mechanics of moves to suit your body type, essentially. Um, like that's what I find most exciting about the sport in that like even if someone was my height and build we're not going to have the exact same game because yeah. our bodies still work and operate in different ways and we think differently about the sport. Mm. So, yeah. That's why I was so gutted about not being able to do the battle grapple because um, Gina, the woman who I was supposed to fight, she, like, won at Euros this year. She won at the um, the Abu Dhabi JJF yeah. thing. And I was like... And my friend uh, Katie Moran, she yeah. uh, she's fought her before and she was saying that, like where she's uh, gone against us both in competition, she was like, you both have like really good pressure and really good uh, style. And she was really excited about seeing that match up. It just made me want to do it even more. So um, yeah, I think I'm going to get some time to go down to Brighton in the next like month or so and go train at Elements with her. That'd be really good for you. Yeah, it would just be, it'd just be nice, really. And it takes away the element of uh, competition as well. So we can just like, flow and have a bit of fun with it yeah like at the moment other than wrist locks uh i'm trying to work on my bottom game because i focus so much on top Mm. um previously so i'm just trying to work from the ground work on my sweeps uh trying to figure out the best way to like one thing i have really been enjoying recently is the kimura trap yeah like loving it (laughs) (laughs) um and uh, yeah, that's kind of it from me. Like, hoping to get back to training this week, like slowly, because my my back and my leg is still a bit fucked. So probably won't be able to do like a lot of sparring. But I'm gonna do what I can for the positional stuff and the king of the hill. I think doing. I think um, <clears throat> BJJ is just a journey, and through the belts, you make the belts what they are to you um, yeah. but I don't think you actually know what that belt was to you until you've been promoted <laughs> do you yeah. um, but no I think self development self improving and being able to see that through stripes or belts or stuff is just pretty awesome and I'd yeah. say to everyone it's a good sport to do and mm. um, just pick the right gym for you yeah it's true that's actually probably one of the best pieces of advice I would give. Like, don't just stay at the first gym you go to. Like, literally try a few out. Yeah. 
like even now I go to like three or four gyms to train because I like different things at different gyms like you get different things from different people so like I train Bletchley in Bista not so much in Aylesbury now um although I would like to start going back but there's just like there's one person there that's a bit yeah, I don't want to don't want to run into them um I go to Southampton a lot and I train there with uh Joe White who is literally <laughs> my one of my favorite people ever I love her so much and her kids are the most adorable things on the planet fucking she keeps sending me pictures of Effie because she's got to have glasses and my heart sinks every single time because I love her so much it's like she's I love her like she was my own <laughs> but my kids wouldn't be that possibly. beautiful <laughs> no <laughs> it's impossible <laughs> But it's fine. I've got like an identical twin brother. So if I do want kids like that, I'll just be like, bang one out for me. <laughs> I'm sure he'd be willing to donate to the cause. It's weird. I know. <laughs> Something he's going to do anyway. Anyway. Right. I think that's it. Let's, we've uh, we've gone for a little we've while. We've been ranting for ages. You've been ranting for ages. I've just been oh, talking. I need to go to bed. You do. <laughs> Well, I'm supposed to be up at half three, so oh, wow. I didn't think we were going to... Are you going to be okay? <laughs> yeah. I'm You're sure. going to be okay? I'm sure I'll be fine. Um, Bless you. So, yeah. Bless you and your little cotton socks. We'll get this online, and uh, there's a lot of stuff to come. I've had so many ideas for what I want to do. Um, but, yeah. Fun times. Until then, <laughs> thank you very much for listening. Um like and subscribe it if you want there's a facebook page there is an instagram page there is all the pages um that i will link in the description because i can't remember them off the top of my head and my <laughs> my phone is beside me but also too far <laughs> to it's really in. not it's like it two is. centimeters away from my hand shut your whore now just can't be bothered it's late <laughs> it's true it is late um so yeah oh fuck it's like an hour and 50 i was like yeah let's do like an hour and a half and then you talk about sex for 40 minutes <laughs> hey, can't help it it's so sexual right anyway thank you very much for listening love um, you all see you next week yeah okay love you bye love you bye bye bye